Hello and welcome back to the Rochester Rundown, a local news podcast presented by MedCity Beat. It was a huge week of news and today we'll unpack a little bit of it all, from the resignation of RPS Superintendent Michael Munoz to the new learning models approved by the school board and a look inside the mass vaccination site set up by Olmstead County Public Health to get through the last of Phase 1A healthcare workers. It's the first mass vaccine clinic in Rochester, and every major player in local healthcare has a hand in it. We'll get the thoughts of the person running this weekend's events in just a second. I'm Isaac Janes. It's Friday, February 5th, 2021, and let's get to the news. Throughout the cold months in Rochester, the RCTC Fieldhouse is normally filled with noise. Basketball games galore, the famous Clash wrestling tournament, even youth baseball tryouts into February and March. But this year, the COVID-19 pandemic put a damper on a lot of those things, and the Fieldhouse was more quiet. But this afternoon, the noise was back in a different way. Dozens of healthcare workers from Mayo Clinic and Olmsted Medical Center suited up in orange vests and plastic gloves in preparation to administer nearly 2,300 doses of COVID-19 vaccine in a nine-hour span. This is an example of the city's first mass vaccination site. Dan Jensen, COVID-19 operations chief for Olmsted County Public Health, says his organization was ready for this. In fact, they held a mass vaccination training exercise a few years ago in the exact same building. But now it's the real thing, and Jensen says the field house, with four basketball courts side-by-side one another, was tailor-made to be a vaccination center. Now, Friday marked a culmination of sorts. For the first time, the doses, the demand, and the staffing were all available to make a mass vaccination clinic happen in Rochester. Jensen added that the 2,300-dose allotment was the largest public health had received through this pandemic by far, and it's the type of shipment they had been planning for all along. We're happy to see this. Um, I would also say that this is what we've wanted. This is where we've been moving towards and what we've been planning for. So uh, we've known for a very long time that vaccine is coming. We've also known that we really can't be successful by having small numbers of doses coming in. And so our planning has really been focused on doing some of these larger vaccine clinics. And we want to continue to partner with, uh, with others in the community. So for public health to lead a mass vaccination clinic is absolutely appropriate. For this weekend, the team at RCTC plans to administer up to 260 doses per hour. Between a five-hour shift today and a four-hour shift tomorrow, Jensen hopes to get through the majority of Phase 1A healthcare workers who still need to be vaccinated, getting Olmstead County on a track to finish all of its 1A allotments by late next week. In a briefing held Thursday, Public Health Director Graham Briggs did say there were no guarantees for this clinic to come back in the near future, citing uncertainty in vaccine supply. For right now, this is a one-off vaccine clinic. But the lessons learned and experience gained this weekend, Jensen says, will come back to help in the months to come, when vaccine supply is larger and more stable. So my desire is that we'll be able to learn lessons from this that can apply to future um, vaccine clinics, and we're going to be able to continue to see large numbers of doses be able to come in so that we can support each other through the things that we're learning in these early days. Now, you may have heard recently about the efforts from the Minnesota Department of Health to create mass vaccination clinics in Minneapolis and Duluth. This clinic is a separate endeavor from that. Public Health just received the doses from MDH and decided to set up this fieldhouse clinic on its own. MDH, however, does have plans to eventually open a mass vaccination site somewhere in southern Minnesota, and Jensen called on that department to at least consider Olmsted County, more specifically the fieldhouse site, as an option. He also did confirm that MDH has been inside that space. 
and they left impressed. We had the state come down and do a walkthrough with us a number of months ago, and they said that they, this is one of, if not the best facility to be able to do a mass vaccination clinic in the whole state of Minnesota. Now we'll look at the top stories on our site, medcitybeat.com. You can also read more about the mass vaccination clinic in yesterday's story. Two of the biggest stories of this week came from the same school board meeting Tuesday evening. There is a lot to unpack. First off, Rochester Public Schools Superintendent Michael Munoz announced his resignation Tuesday evening after nearly a decade on the job following repeated examples of plagiarism first reported by MedCityBeat. His resignation is effective June 30th, meaning he will see out the remainder of the school year in his position, and the school board says it will move quickly in its search for a new superintendent, the next steps likely coming at their February 16th meeting. Also on Tuesday, the school board approved two separate learning plans for its elementary and secondary students, modifying the recommendations of district administration in both instances. Rochester's elementary schools will return to full in-person learning on March 1st, after the district had recommended sending kindergarten through second graders back on February 16th. The board has received special clearance from the Minnesota Department of Education to move forward with the plan it approved, foregoing the rolling start requirement in place for most other districts attempting to return their kids to in-person instruction. And for the secondary students, the school board rejected a proposal to move them into a hybrid model later this month and instead approved a plan to completely bypass hybrid and move to in-person learning on April 5th, the first day back to school after spring break. That decision, of course, is contingent on the COVID numbers at that point. The board will consider the situation at their meeting on March 16th. And you know what? That's where we'll leave it this week. Thank you for listening today. If you enjoyed today's show, the best way to support us is to become a member. Be a part of quality local journalism at medcitybeat.com slash membership. I'm Isaac James with MedCityBeat. Have a great weekend, everybody. Go Chiefs. I'll talk to you next Friday.